One of the overlooked root causes of disease can actually be linked to your oral health. On today's episode, we're going to take you deep into the world of holistic dentistry and what makes it different from a traditional dentistry approach. We're going to discuss common dental procedures that could be contributing to your symptoms of imbalance and then go over the options that you have to treat and heal oral disease naturally. Dental care shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all approach, and that's why we believe this is such a valuable conversation to be had. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 112 of the Ancient Health Podcast. We're so excited to introduce our guest today, Dr. Kelly Blodgett. He is redefining the space of modern dental health. Over the last 20 years, he's created a practice which is now recognized as an international hotspot for dental tourism and attracts those who seek a holistic and integrative biological approach to their oral health. Make sure you're following him. He hosts a Toxic Tuesday and Wellness Wednesday on his social platforms. Dr. Blodgett shares so many truths that aren't commonly discussed in traditional dental settings. And his posts through social media really illuminate and illustrate his patients' journeys back to health, along with providing best practices for predictable oral health and improving regular daily oral health practices. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Dr. Blodgett. We're so honored to have you. Thank you, Courtney. Gosh, that was just a, a lovely intro. I appreciate the energy and, uh, and I, I really appreciate you guys asking me to be on here. Uh, clearly, I'm biased, but you know, I, I do believe that oral health is um, critically important and kind of one of the most ignored or set aside aspects uh, to many people's health. It's, it's just something that we, it doesn't give, get much attention. So I appreciate you giving it that attention today. Yeah. And you know, you're really blazing a trail, I feel like, because it isn't something that it's really hard. You're like finding a needle in a haystack a little bit, because even if you're really searching for it, it's hard to find somebody that has dedicated their life, that has the experience, and that is willing to take the time to look at oral health on an individual basis. So I'm really excited for you to be able to share what that looks like, because I don't even think most people are probably aware of how their oral health is just as important as looking at any other form of your health in your body. In fact, it's far more paramount probably than, you know, a lot of other things, because if that one piece is out of alignment, it can throw everything out of alignment. Right. So I'm excited for you to really share some perspective and maybe where we can start just to give people an understanding of biological dentistry. That might be a new or foreign term for most people. So maybe you can just lead us into your personal journey, how you found this, what really inspired you to learn more as a practitioner um, and a doctor in this space. So can you kind of give us a, an idea of what it is that you do, how it's different from the traditional dentistry model and really what brought you into this? 
Yeah. How much time do you have, Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm free, all. I'm free indefinitely. So. Yeah. Thanks to the both of you. Uh, we'll be here for three weeks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'll I'll give you a little bit of the context as well for like you know why why would I have chosen this path when there are so many different paths as any professional could choose once they get into their arena of expertise, whether it's law or dentistry or whatever. Um, you know, when I was 21 years old and, and was just about to graduate from college and my wife and I, who were, you know, dating at the time, we're, we were entered into our uh, uh, master's of psychology programs. We thought our had, we, we had everything figured out. And, and I literally had a, you know, a, a God shot moment in my life. And I felt a very distinct calling to become a dentist and to reverse the negative stereotype of dentistry. Now imagine like that trying to sink into my soul when I'm like, wait a minute, I've already got a path in my life. Why do I feel this calling in my soul stirring me to go into oral health? And so that really, that's been a driving force now for 30 years. And, uh, you know, it, it's been at the back of my mind this whole time of like, well, what do we understand about dentistry from a, um, how do people perceive it? It would be a good way to consider it first, right? It's, it's kind of like dentistry, not only is it ignored in healthcare to a greater extent in terms of how it ties in with everything, but it's almost the butt of jokes too, right? Like, oh, it's worse than a root canal. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So these are our social con contexts for dentistry. And this is what I have been, felt like I've been called to do for 30 years is to try to help people see that Dentistry can, like oral health can be experienced in a very positive way, uh, both clinically, emotionally, psychologically. Um, it can be something where if we understand the, the value and the benefit uh, of a health, a pro-health approach uh, to oral health care, then perhaps people would start to feel like it's something they desired instead of something that they quote unquote needed. Because in truth, nobody needs teeth right? You can have dentures and live the rest of your life. So uh, the way that I have approached dentistry in my practice is to first and foremost um, acknowledge that the intuitive sense of the guest or the patient is always paramount, right? And we base our decision-making and our planning for their health based on their unique goals, mm -hmm. which is so different from the concept of, hi, Chris, it's nice to meet you. Uh, you need a crown, mm -hmm. right? It's like, so it's so arbitrary to just say, well, you need this. It's like, I really need it. I need it. Okay. You need a filling. You need a this or that. You need a root canal. And it's like, I don't know that I need that. There, that's like a low energy thing to say, right? But in fact, if we approach things, and this is kind of getting to your question, Courtney, of What's the difference between a biological dentist and what's the difference between that and, and a traditional dental approach? Most of the dentists who I know that are trying to approach care from a more patient-centered perspective might maybe be a bit better way of looking at it. Um, we want to understand the goals of that human being. Mm. If their goals are, eh, I don't really care about keeping my teeth then why would they invest, you know, two, $3,000 in keeping a tooth that's already, you know, 
tenuous, whether it's going to, you know, last long-term or not. Um, so the biological approach has a lot more respect for the autonomy and individuality mm-hmm. of the patient. Um, I would also say the, the other thing that's so unique about the biological approach is there's a high focus on what is biologically compatible for that individual uh, and what is not. So for one individual, they might have no problems at all. Let's say they were having a tooth replaced with a, an implant. They may have no problems uh, with their body adapting to a titanium alloy implant. Somebody else might be nickel sensitive and can't tolerate a titanium alloy at all. So that's a big part of the biological concept is we want to reduce risk as much as possible. And being that we have ceramics and biologically compatible composites and things, you know, materials that are uh, generally uh, well accepted by the body, we focus a lot more on doing those things than using things like mercury or fluoride or nickel or, you know, things that could be poorly, poorly accepted or energetically interfering with your biological being. Mm, That's good. That's good. Sorry, that was long winded. (laughs) That's great, doc. I I think that like, whenever you talk about bioindividuality, I think it's really hard to find that with most healthcare practitioners. And I think many of the people out there listening um, and, and even my patients that come to the office, me and Courtney have talked about it before that um, when you're trying to find somebody that's specific to listen to the person's story, it's hard enough to find like a PCP, but uh, many of my patients cannot find somebody who's willing to even discuss having, uh, let's say fluoride or not have fluoride or have something, or can I get a mercury uh, filling removed? And even asking the question to the dentist or, you know, to the practitioner, like, uh, could this have an adverse effect on my health? Yeah. And some people are even at, are kind of embarrassed to ask uh, their, you know, anybody that does any dental work about that. And uh, when I've seen a lot of times with patients, it's I've missed the mark. And many times when I've sent somebody to um, biological dentistry and they found that there was uh, quite a bit of yeast impacted up and upper gums. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm smart thinking, oh, I, it's this is, has to be in the tonsils and doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> probably is all up in the upper teeth going down into your throat. Right. And I think that now, like uh, Courtney just said, how things start in the mouth and I am more and more, and it's sad to say that in the latter part of my years, I really try to focus more of like what could be going on in there. How many, okay. The patients that come in, are they the patients that when they come to you, you're like, you're my, you're my guy, you're my final, like, cause I've been looking all my life and I finally found somebody that knew what was going on in my body, like in my yeah. mouth. Is that, is that how it's come to you in your practice? Yeah. So, uh, Courtney and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. We, one of the most unique aspects of our practice, uh, I don't know of another practice in America that does this. Honestly, we dedicate one entire day a week, at least sometimes it's two days a week where all we do is see new patients. We, we aren't doing any clinical care. It's just meeting new human beings, most of whom have, you know, come across the information I've shared online, or they've listened to a podcast such as this. And, and what we hear so frequently is I heard you sharing my story Mm. or they read somebody else's story and they're like, wow, that, that sounds exactly what I've experienced. And turns out, 
you know, I did, I got my diagnosis, quote unquote, you know, of uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you know, three months after I had my upper right molar root canal. That's interesting. I'd never thought about the connection. And and we're kind of like the end of the road oftentimes, not always, but but frequently they've knocked on every other door before they found us. Um, and, and, and most of the folks are traveling to get here. Um, you know, today was a new patient day and there were, you know, half of the people we saw were from out of state. Um, those, well, actually all but one were from out of state today, you know, and it's, it is hard to find this unique of an approach. Not that there aren't wonderful dentists throughout America. Absolutely. Great dentists. And I've met many of them. Uh, what is so unique about our space and our thinking is the consideration of the uniqueness of that human being. And I think part of that for my, for my soul is that like I was in this realm of psychology and understanding people as individuals, understanding the value of how we think and our intuitive sense. And that, I mean, gosh, I find more people, um, really do know what is going on for them, but they've rarely had a space in which that was acknowledged. Like their truth has never been acknowledged. And so when we ask them, tell me what you think might be going on for you from a dental perspective, right? Like they've never been asked that. And they're like, well, gosh, it seemed to me like, and then they just, we just leave it open. And it's like, let your truth fly. Right. And um, it's so great because as we, receive that and tie it into what we see clinically, you know, we're usually able to get to the core of the problem or the, the root cause, pardon the pun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wonderful because then it's like, okay, once we deal with the oral health stuff, that's one more hurdle that we've gotten over. And for some people that might be the last hurdle, not all, but some. Yeah, man, that, that is so good. And I loved your perspective there, Chris, too, in even just where your space is and listening to patients, because I think that, you know, there's a couple of buckets that get overlooked, you know, toxic mold in people's homes can get overlooked. Um, uh, gut infections can get overlooked. Uh, limes, you know, hidden viruses get overlooked. But the other big piece that if you're a good functional medicine practitioner, asking about oral dentistry and what has been done, because this all starts in the beginning for a lot of kids. I mean, yeah, my own kids right now, I mean, I, we started taking them to the dentist and I was very specific about, you know, no fluoride. And, you know, I felt like they wanted x-rays all the time. And I was like, I don't think we need x-rays all the time, but you know, and they, and they worked with us on those things, but they even from a, b before they even lost their first baby tooth, were recommending that we put sealants on all their two teeth, just as a preventative measure. Right. And I immediately realized like my kids are not even in grade school yet. And the decisions I make are going to impact them years down the road. And and, and that's the thing that gets lost in translation sometimes, because like you said, you know, you're seeing people and you're their last resort because they've gone to so many places and, you know, you've had revision surgeries or procedures and it's filling this and drilling it out and replacing it with this. And 
all of that stuff is just carrying this toxic burden to the body. It's breaking down your, your metabolic efficiency. And, and, and then ultimately you've got a whole host of problems because multiple systems in the body have been compromised. So I think that it's so important to realize like oral health is one of those big nuggets that if you haven't turned that stone over yet and you don't have answers, that could be your missing link. That could be the piece that, you know, is just slipped through the cracks. Um, I would love to know in talking about disease in the body and how it can manifest, you know, stemming from oral health. We know that the gut is very much connected to the mouth, you know, digestion begins in the mouth, the immune system, you know, first line of defenses, a lot of times like right there in your oral cavity and your nasal passages. Um, can you describe, and maybe there's even a patient, you know, situation that you remember, um, that would kind of depict this, um, picture, but how poor oral health or poor oral procedures have manifested into systemic problems for somebody. That would be every patient that we have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Great point. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We got it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because, you know, you were mentioning some things a minute ago, um, you know, toxic mold exposure, uh, Lyme microbes, uh, you know, things like that. It's interesting. And when we, you know, the three of us, I'm sure would all nod our heads to the fact that everything is connected. Even we to each other are connected, right? Uh, and certainly within your own biologic entity, everything is connected. When we look at, I've just got to throw this in here because root canal treated teeth. And I know that every, you know, pretty much every endodontist and a lot of dentists in America would tell you this guy's crazy and root canals are safe. And and I'm not here to tell you whether it's safe or it's not safe. I'm just here to tell, share what I have seen with my own two eyes with the research that I've done. I have sent hundreds of root canal treated uh, roots. And I, and I want to be specific, not the part that's sticking up in the mouth that's always exposed to bacteria, but the roots that live in your jawbone that should be free of microbes, right? When I send those, to the DNA Connections Lab in Colorado, I have them run an oral panel, which has a bunch of microbes, you know, and uh, parasites and things that they can look for. And I also ask them now to, to run the Lyme panel in the roots or in the, and or the balls of infection that we pull out of the jawbone. Uh, or it might be a cavitation area in a jawbone, something like that. And I ask for both of those. I don't recall the last time, I don't think I've ever sent in roots that didn't come back with parasites, sometimes viruses, always bacteria, and always some sort of Lyme bugs, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because they're like, gosh, I think I can't really, I don't really know where I had exposure to a tick bite or mold or we're like, but goodness gracious, look at all this stuff that's inside your jaw bones. Mm -hmm. And every time you bite down and squeeze that tooth into the bone, and those fluids get sucked up by your lymphatics, it's going, you know, systemic. What's crazy is that in the world of gum health, right, we've all heard, oh my goodness, if you don't keep your gums in tip-top shape, you're going to get heart disease and Alzheimer's and strokes, and, you know, you're increasing your risk for all that stuff. But 
other areas of infection, totally similar in microbiology world, but done in a totally different specialty practice of dentistry. Well, that one's fine, right? That one's healthy. This one's horrible. It could kill you, but this one's fine. It's so odd. It's all connected and it's all the same. So I I think it's really um, fascinating because we work with a lot of patients in my office and I myself had Lyme and and Doc, I remember um, one of the docs that I was, uh, he's one of my best friends up in Wisconsin. He's the one who identified a lot of Babesia, uh, Babesia Lyme related bacteria, uh, parasites from on me. And I remember at one time, like I I had cavitations, I had um, uh, wisdom teeth pulled out. And they did a CAT scan on my jaws. And I know you've heard the drill, and I found a couple cavitations. Well, this may sound far-fetched to many individuals, but I was like, when you said, like, finding Lyme stuff, and my friend was like, no, there's some in your mouth. Well, he gave me some tinctures and did some things on there. And no joke, after about eight months, I had some of the worst headaches because I felt stuff being pulled out. Went back to get a CAT scan because I've been taking a lot of vitamins and minerals. And they say my bone was growing back a bit in the jawbone. And I was like, what? And the doc was like, no, you don't have to really get, just keep doing what you're doing and then we'll do another um, session. But I remember at times when patients would come in that my, I remember the experience that I would feel like my jaws are about to pop open. And when you talk about Lyme infections, I thought this, you know, when you're talking about this doc, I was like, man, so I started researching and then I started seeing pictures of people having pus pockets and little things where they're finding Lyme in there. And I was like, oh my goodness. The first time I ever heard about cavitations, I was at a conference and not like a dental conference. It was just like a overall like holistic health conference. And I wasn't thinking the lady didn't, the lady was very knowledgeable, but she was talking about how these, all these health issues were coming from the toxins and, you know, the infections going through your body. And I think people don't realize is that, like you just said, how they go systemic. I mean, it's the first pathway into the mouth. I'm like, and I'm more adamant now, like whenever I feel like somebody tells me like this tooth hurts all the time, that's one of my main questions. Does any of your teeth hurt? And are they always inflamed? Do they always bleed? Or do they have a gum issue? I'm not the guy. I'll send them to, you know, to their biological dentist. Yeah. But I'm just saying for people out there listening, like you say, having Lyme in the teeth, this is one thing that got me. My friend in Wisconsin said, if you check out a lot of the, there's a lot of research about like milk and dairy. A lot of times Lyme spirochetes get into the udders of cows and people will drink it. And that just alone can get into your teeth. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah. I mean, doc, I mean, I'm not trying to talk all about Lyme, but that's really interesting, Doc. Very interesting. Oh, my goodness. Well, and Courtney, you made the point about GI health. You know, I mean, it's not like the mouth is related to the gut or anything. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> intimately part of it, right? Yeah. It's the same tube. And it's like, yes, everything that pretty much everything that gets into your gut is coming through the mouth. Mm-hmm. And we don't often think about like, of course, if your mouth is in a state of health. Well, then we don't tend to worry about it too much. Oftentimes when the mouth is in the state, a great state of health, so is your GI tract, right? Um, and frequently when people's GI tract isn't in such great health, oftentimes the mouth isn't either. And we just have to, at the very least, consider the, the role of things that might be occurring in the mouth. We've got to rule it out at least, right? Mm. Um, I have to share a funny story this week. Like, Again, this notion that like in part of the profession, we think, well, that's just not connected to anything else in their systemic health. Yet I had a woman in just yesterday. She had a tooth that died. You know, it's a molar that she had crowned years ago and her nerve finally died for whatever reason. And she's got an abscess. And she says, you know, I have a 
an artificial heart valve uh, between the left ventricle and the aorta. The American Heart Association's guideline is have her take antibiotics one hour prior to her treatment. Why? Because we know when we pull that tooth, the microbes around that tooth in the gum tissue, in the bone, all that, it's going to get in your bloodstream, right? Similarly, we know when you chew, when you floss, when you brush your teeth, you're introducing microbes into your bloodstream, you know? So it's like, how can one thing be a concern and, and the same thing not be a concern for other health issues? It has to be considered as part of the whole health picture. So now, I mean, now whenever we like doc, it's like with um, people now like interested more and more in gum health, like and, and knowing that that could be the the case. I see more times patients, and I was at, Courtney, you may too, like people literally considering like um, with like you said, a tooth dying because now I'm so thankful that people are starting to see that the conditions within the organ, like yeah, I looked at your um, website, we looked at your Instagram and like those, the beautiful thing is that I love seeing the acupuncture uh, relationship and the organ uh, relationship, which I think it's really interesting that people out there now are starting to see that the teeth and the mouth tell of the relationship, not only like within the mouth, but like it literally is telling you like basically a format of what's going on in the rest of the body. Okay. And it's getting so much more traction. And I'm just like, heavens, this is God's way of like just showing that every part is part of the whole. And I just wanted to, that that's just a great part of your website. Can you touch on that? Like uh, seeing people's lives change because you can see a story within their body. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no, thank you for asking that. It, it kind of get helps me get back to what Courtney was asking. Like, can I think of a patient story? And, and I'll share that, you know, um, when I first started into practice and again, like going back to my why behind all this stuff, I really haven't, you know, every step of the way, it's like, what's going to be around the next corner, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so about six years ago, one of those days, you know, uh, where we turned a new corner was uh, a woman called our office. And she says, look, I want my two root canal teeth removed, you know? And at this time I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I like taking teeth out safely for people. I like respecting their bone and helping them grow back good bone and blah, blah, blah. But it, we weren't at the space six years ago where it was like, okay, now I get it. Like every root canal tooth is a health risk for a person. Right? So when she called up and said, these teeth I know are affecting my health. She's telling us, I know they are. And I, I should have been listening better than I was probably. Um, but we listened and, and we said, well, you know, we take teeth out. We'd be happy to meet with you, assess your situation, pro and con it and see where we go from there. So she came in and sure enough, I mean, they're dead teeth, right? The, the bone wasn't happy about it. So we talked about pros and cons and we chose to, you know, go ahead and take those out for her. Uh, when she came back for her two-week post-surgery visit, it was such a mind-blowing experience for my whole team. Uh, this woman who was tired and bags under her eyes and just, uh, you know, felt horribly, she comes bounding in, you know, like, and I said, so how are you feeling? She's like, oh, doc, I'm great. You know, I can't believe how much my health is. She says, but I got to tell you, my husband's kind of upset. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, he doesn't know what to do with me now with all my new energy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> like what a problem to have. Right. But, uh, it was, I mean, to see it with our own eyes was like, okay, 
how many other people have we missed the mark on? And, and maybe we weren't listening with the, uh, you know, the best ears we could have had for that person. So that's why we now stop everything else. When we meet with people for the first time, every new patient we spend two plus hours with to get to understand their story and review all the information we can find. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes at least that much space to get to know another human being and understand what might be going on with their oral health that's affecting their overall life experience. Wow. That's, uh, that's profound. And it's honestly unheard of. I mean, you just don't see because it's, you know, time is so valuable. It's the one thing that you just can't get more of. And most people are just rushing to the next thing. And, oh, yeah. You know, especially when you look at the way our healthcare system overall is set up. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, herding cattle, like, you know, you just shuffle them all in and then you shuffle them all out and, and there's just not any margin to really dive in deep. And you do have to consider things in people's past. You do have to consider their current symptoms that they are presenting with what they're feeling and when they knew that they felt, you know, their best at at what point in time that looked like and starting to connect all those pieces. That's, I mean, I commend you for doing that. That takes an, you know, an immense amount of patience and time. And it's a true investment in a person, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's one thing that I know is so valuable if you're listening and you feel like you haven't been listened to keep looking for those people that will be on your team and that will stand there with you and really vet out, you know, what it is that's going on, because you've got to be able to, you, you, you've got to spend the time. I mean, those things just don't, they don't all present themselves so black and white. Um, so I, 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 I very much appreciate you. And I, I, I'm so glad that you even mentioned that because there's a lot of people that feel like they've been written off in the healthcare system. Well, and I'll, I'll share with you that, um, I mean, we've all been in plenty of healthcare classes in our day and throughout whatever our training was, one of the classes that they don't teach in medical school, nursing school, dental school, any health school is active listening skills, right? That's not, that's not part of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, confrontational tolerance is not, you know, you know what I mean? Like um, patience is not really... <laughs> You know, it's not a skill that it, it's kind of like, you know, our job here, what we're trained to do is have an answer. Don't really listen to the uh, input of the patient. Tell them what they quote unquote need and move on about your day. I'll give you a perfect example. This, you guys got to hear the story. We just met a new woman five hours ago. I mean, this is such an interesting story. She had a crown put on a tooth two years ago. It didn't feel right from the first day it went on. She has observed a nasty taste, a nasty smell when she flosses. Like she's highly aware that something is wrong. She went back to her dentist numerous times. They even sent her to an endodontist to look at the, you know, the, the health of the nerve. They ultimately put her on a twice daily regimen of um, tetracycline. Why? I don't know. Because they're trying to unload some bacterial burden or something with antibiotics for something in her gums related to a crown. And she's telling us, I just want the crown taken off and redone properly. I'm like, okay, you're telling us 
it's tasted gross. It smelled gross. Like it's been gross since day one. How hard is it to take off a crown, make sure everything is okay and just replace it? Like it's, it's like taking one hat off and putting another hat on, you know, it's not, it's not that hard. And this human being is telling you what they're experiencing. And that's the part that we discount, right? Well, I don't see it as the professional, you know, I'm on my soapbox. I'm the professional. It's like, I don't know what your life experience is like. I don't live with that tooth in my mouth. You probably have a better experience with it than I do. Mm. We would think that we would have more value for what they're sharing. But again, unfortunately, we're just not trained to um, have enough value and validate people for how they feel. I, I agree. I think that whenever you see like a, a patient coming into you and they start to see this small, subtle changes. And I think that um, the differences between like any doctor, any healthcare practitioner that separates them from another, I'm asking because you, you obviously like people come to you that you're willing to hear the subtle changes because it's, it's really cool how, you know, in dentistry, I'm not saying I know the, the realm well, it's just, but they always say like, let's do preventative measures so you don't have cavities or have any oral decay of any sort. But it, it seems like it's when they come to you, they're like, Doc, I need you to know these, see these subtle changes because you've trained uh, people out there want to know more about what these subtle changes can mean in their body. So it may not show in the crown or in the tooth, but you're willing to do testing and showing like, no, there's other things that are showing that that is bad mojo. And that shift now, like where people are trying to get more preventative, do you find like within your practice, it's like, is it heartwarming to you after these years you got into this and you are seeing people's lives change, like literally like saving people's lives and such because you're willing to see those subtle changes. I mean, it has to be so rewarding. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's also, as you can, I'm sure imagine it's, you know, it's oftentimes hard work. Um, one of the biggest challenges in, in the oral healthcare realm when you're helping people from across the country is, um, you know, like if we were doing maybe orthopedics or something, right, where we didn't have the inherent aesthetic challenges that we have with people's smiles. You know, if I send somebody back to Dallas, uh, you know, with a bunch of new teeth in and somehow they knock something loose, like that can be, that can be tricky. But moreover, when we rebalance energetics, when we remove sources of infection, and then allow the body's natural healing process to do what it's, you know, already designed to do. Um, you know, it's really, I do believe, I mean, it's a divinely designed system that if we get our human stuff out of the way, it would be able to heal itself, you know, but we're good at messing that all up from nutrition to you, you know, you name it, right. To the stuff we're putting in people's mouths. Um, but it is rewarding. I mean, uh, I can think of one gentleman that, I'll share this story too, because it's so powerful. And I, I think I actually posted this on Toxic Tuesday two years ago. It was right after COVID started. And, you know, when we were only supposed to be treating people with emergencies and, you know, this gentleman called, I had seen him as a patient three years prior and he presented to me with a bunch of mercury fillings. And his goal was, I want my mercury out of my mouth. I said, okay, great. You know, we could do that. It would look like such and such. And he chose to get a second opinion from the dentist down the street, who's a traditional dentist, who instead of respecting his teeth as though they were living parts of his body, just ground the living daylights out of them, you know, put metal containing crowns on every tooth, 
And then two months later, when the teeth were still hurting, he then root canaled them all. Oh, right? man. Now imagine within a six month period of time, this guy gets four crowns, three of which the teeth die and he gets root canals on all of them happened to be his upper, uh, upper right, two molars and one of his lower right molars. Within a couple months after getting the root canals, he started having chronic diarrhea, just chronic diarrhea. His whole body's bloating up. He's got chronic inflammation. It's just like his entire health picture changed. And after maybe a, a year of suffering, his sister, who was a patient, is like, look, you had these things done. Your health changed. You knew better than to have that done to your teeth. Call Dr. Blodgett. Just put your tail between your legs and go back. So he called up and sure enough, you know, within a couple of days, we took those teeth out for him. Unfortunately, he lost those. But what was interesting is that three weeks later, I think we saw him for his uh, post-surgical visit. He had dropped 25 pounds of fluid weight, like, wow. like his GI tract. He had had normal bowel movements ever since the teeth came out. Wow. And he's like, I can't believe what just happened in my health. You know, we're like, you know, to be honest, I can't believe it either. It's pretty wild. Um, yet it's, wow. it's, it's, I mean, we see it every day. Um, and so we have to, we have to give respect to what we're doing in people's mouths and it, and, and understand that it not always, but it may have an impact and we have to keep our eyes open for if, and what that might be. Mm. Wow. That's quite a story. I mean, it, it, but you know, I will say, I think that a lot of people, you know, I, I can't imagine any adult right now that hasn't had some type of dental procedure, you know? So yeah. if you're, if you're my natural question, because now my wheels are turning a little bit, cause I'm thinking back on all the stuff that I've had done, you know, between wisdom teeth and just, I had extra sets of permanent teeth. So I had extractions and then I had all this orthodontic work and then I had mercury fillings. And then I had all those drilled out and I had onlays put on like all this stuff. So I'm thinking back, I mean, this is years ago, but I've also had, you know, I've been, I've fought, you know, numerous gut infections, things that didn't clear up candida stuff like that. That's like, it just kind of seems to, to linger. Like you just can't totally clear it up. So it's like, where is it getting re-inoculated? Where, where, where is this coming from? So for somebody that maybe is like, okay, I've definitely had a lot of this stuff done. I also know that I have autoimmune disorders or inflammation or, or poor gut health, leaky gut, and everything I'm trying to do nutritionally doesn't seem to move the needle. If they're starting to think, you know what, maybe there's some connection there to my oral health that I'm just not considering. Are there certain questions that they should be asking or searching the answers for is there, what would be like the next, you know, to be able to just turn that stone over and just say, you know what, I have to, I have to look at everything because I, and I've seen so many people and it's, you know, they're exercising and they've got, you know, good, clean water and they're eating, you know, all the right foods. They're doing everything on a surface level that you would think would start to bring healing, but they, and they get marginally better, but they don't, get all the way better. You know, they still got some brain fog and inflammation and stuff going on. So, you know, what would be, I guess the next step, is it reaching out to somebody like you? Is it doing some type of testing? Is there, is there a way to really find out, 
hey, I've got a problem in my mouth. I just don't feel anything yet. Because a lot of things don't, you know, you don't feel it right away, but there's a huge problem. <laughs> it's, it's still underlying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I, 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 this is a really good topic, honestly, because when I go out in the more local realm, you know, within the Portland metro area and connect with uh, naturopaths and such and, you know, offer them questions where they can be helping their patients understand their oral health better. You know, we like to think of this in terms of ruling out oral involvement, right? So it's like, well, because what you're, what I'm hearing you kind of describing, Courtney, is this notion of like whole health picture. Over here, I've got nutrition. Here, I've got mindset. Here, I've got, you know, hydration. Here, I've got, uh, you know, parasympathetic tone exercise, you know, like taking care of my, And down here is dentistry right? It's the teeny little skinny one <laughs> that, that we forget about, but, but it's important, right? So, you know, asking people, did you ever have teeth extracted? And if so, how did the healing process go? You know, if people tell you, well, yeah, I mean, like I had my wisdom teeth out and I don't remember anything about the healing. It was like, I didn't think about it twice. Probably. Okay. Maybe not still want to rule it out with a cone beam scan, but you know, likelihood is maybe probably not something going on, but there could be. So you want to assess if somebody tells you, Oh man, yeah, that was horrible. I had dry socket, uh, blah, blah. I mean, most people who have horrible experiences remember, right. We always share the horrible restaurant review, not the good one. Right. Um, (laughs) so, um, that's good. Those are good questions to ask. Have you ever had a root canal? Have you ever had a filling or um, a crown or an inlay onlay or veneer? You know, have you ever had modifications to any of your teeth? Have you ever had orthodontic treatment? One of the probably least appreciated areas of dentistry, which is directly associated with chiropractic, well, primarily chiropractic, osteopathic care is the connection of like our spine, our teeth, our musculature, the movement of our bones, right? All those things, like how, how, what's the tone of our fascia? Um, Those are all related. You know, somebody who has one crown put in that is a 10th of a millimeter too high is like somebody walking around with a pebble in their shoe, right? Mm -hmm. And it's such a body stressor. You know, like when you're like, I just need to get, I got two more blocks to walk to the office. I just noticed that damn pebble that went in my shoe. You know, do I stop and take it out now? Or do I just walk and worry about it when I get there? And of course it's raining outside. You don't want to stop in the rain. And so you keep walking and later on, you're like, God, everything's tense. Why am I so tense? Oh yeah. You know, I was, I was totally now imagine that's in your mouth, right? When you go to sleep, your body's trying to, you know, flatten the thing out and get it all to fit. And, and it's like, everything tenses up. We're putting tension on the spine, you know, like the C1, C2, all this connectivity, right? And I, I, I didn't appreciate that until I leased space next door to a chiropractor and he and I got to know each other. And I'm like, whoa. And he's looking at what I'm doing and he's like, whoa, you know, and we see like, gosh, we can really help each other here. This would be really cool. Um, it's so critical, right? Mm-hmm. People is. who have you know, accidents or, you know, like I was in a horrible bike wreck years ago and it's like, do I think when I split my bike helmet open 
and tweak my neck, like that probably has something to do with my alignment, which affects my jaw, you know, connection and everything. We have to consider all those things, right? Oh, I, no, this is a really great story. I mean, I'm saying like this, I had a, um, a couple um, uh, friends of mine who actually had the same last name, uh, my, my last name, right? And I saw that I met them up at this conference and um, they were telling me about how they went to this really cool meeting with a lot of these um, uh, endodontists and um, uh, dentists. And they also had um, people who did tons of oral work and they were down in, in Brazil and they were at this conference. And they were saying that they were showing me on their phone at the time that they were showing spines that were getting straightened up. Like some had scoliotic issues and straight neck because the practitioners were working on like the alignment of the teeth, like literally working on the the palate and working on like shifting with movement of the actual like pressing and stuff. And they said, oh, after six months, this guy's back got straight because they worked in their mouth and their palate because they had it. And I was like, and it was amazing. Like, I mean, like you say, like all the tension that's up there transferred all the way down. And I think yeah. that you're not only just solving biochemical issues with the infections and changing people's mental emotions, but you're changing their structure too. I mean, has it come now into your, in your practice, like, are you seeing like patients that um, you can categorize it like, okay, this person has structural issues. This person has a biochemistry issue. This person has an emotional issue and you, and you see them resolve like using your work. Right. Oh, that's a great question. And so thankfully, um, you know, I, I have a wonderful partner here, Dr. Brian niche and his father has been a phenomenal mentor to he and I both. So, you know, Dr. Brian's about, you know, half a generation younger than me. And, and he really has, um, I mean, he's a phenomenal human being care provider and really has a heart for learning more of the osteopathic connectivity stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, he's in the earlier stages of, of growing in that space, but he really has a good sense of healing touch around that. And so as we have new patients come through when they're in that realm, you know, we have Dr. Nee spend more time with them than me when it's more biochemical uh, or infective nature. Um, I, you know, I mean, he and I deal with that probably equally. Um, and then anybody that needs time just to connect, he and I both do that. He, we're both very patient human beings. You have to be right. Uh, but I, I kind of seek that out um, just because of my background, right? I mean, uh, my last job before I graduated uh, college was I spent a year on a crisis line, you know, wow. and it was a really interesting experience that taught me a lot about the innate nature of what people understand about themselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, it's a, an experience I carry with me today in every experience I have with, with patients, because, you know, there's a lot of truth that people bring to their, their communication. And I want, I just, you have to be present for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, again, brings it back to why we get set all that time aside. You have to be present for people, but to answer your question, Chris, like that's more of Dr. Nisha's thing in our practice. I would say, if I'm being honest, right. That's, and he's growing in it, but man, like the way that he can feel people like their bones having motion or not, you know, it's like, huh, I wonder why this hurts. Well, you know, that side of your face may not have moved in five years, you know, <laughs> whereas if, if it's unilateral, let's say, and the other side does have motion, like 
that's going to be a chronic stress. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's all part of the big picture mm. and we don't have it perfected by any means. Uh, you know, uh, we are, we are continuously growing and learning in this field. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. I, uh, I really love, you know, there's, there's so many different options. And, and so I'm glad that you bring up, you know, just because even thinking about it from the standpoint of, you know, somebody that's maybe had some things in the past, there's a likelihood of, you know, dental work that'll be, you know, had in the future for any individual, whether it's just a cavity or, you know, whether it's a revision to something that happened years before. But I think you just have to understand the weight of those decisions and how you move forward, that it needs to have more thought around it because what you decide to do and who you decide to do it with can have major health ramifications for you down the road. So, you know, if you're, you know, whether you think you have an oral dental problem now or not, at least having that awareness as you're going in for, you know, regular cleanings or whatever it might be, you know, would you say Dr. Blodgett that, you know, that that's something too, that people probably just, you know, we just think it's like, it's just dentistry. Like, okay, if they say <laughs> I need a cavity, like fill the cavity and let's sit on my head. But that, that, it carries so much more impact is not just, you know, your teeth. They're, they're not just these bones in your, in your jaw that exist and right. have zero connection. I mean, they, that could be the one trigger, the catalyst for massive infection in the body or just this degeneration that, you know, starts now in the mouth and it just propels, like it just, it's a downhill spiral. So maybe being more cognizant, as, as a, as a patient and, and more protective maybe of, of your health in that way. Cause we yeah. just, you know, dentistry, I think kind of gets a little bit of like a, well, it's, that's just your mouth, you know, it's just your teeth. Well, and, and there, I think there are a number of reasons that it's, you know, it's the bastardized part of, of healthcare, right? Like we have commoditized it, you know, like a cleaning is a cleaning is a cleaning mm -hmm. and everybody needs a cleaning, which is absolutely ridiculous, right? Some people actually manage their own oral health incredibly well, you know, it might be appropriate for them to see a dentist once every year or two, you know, um, it, in fact, like nothing can be further from the truth. Some people, um, like every little thing that you do to change the energetics or the biological composition of what in their, what's in their mouth, you never know the straw that's going to break the camel's back for that person. Other people, I mean, crying out loud, you, you know, they could have like 10 fillings in a day and their bite could be totally off and they don't know the difference, you know, and you don't know which person's necessarily going to be, which what, what I hope that, um, the listeners of this, of this, uh, sharing time come away with is that you have choices and options despite what your dentist tells you. Mm -hmm. and if you hear the phrase you need from your healthcare provider, I want you to do, give them one of these, give them a time out. Say, just because I want to keep everything we're talking about on a very high energy level here, mm -hmm. do I actually need it? Right? Well, no, you could do something. You could do this. Well, so I don't need it. What you're saying is that if I want to optimize the health of my tooth, you would recommend X, Right. Like, let's keep it, act, let's keep our verbiage accurate to what we mean. 
you know, sorry to be so sticklerish about words, but they matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because then the patient can know what they're choosing, right? If it's a choice, then the value around what we're choosing goes up, which brings up our level of, you know, how much we might care about what's going in and how much we might invest in what we're choosing to do because it's about our health now, not because somebody else told us I needed to do it, you know? Um, so for people who are looking at potentially fillings, understand that there are biologically compatible filling materials, typically ceramics, composites, things of that nature. And not all composites are the same and not all ceramics are the same. You can get biological testing to make sure that what you're using kind of jives with you. Mm -hmm. If you are considering dental implants, please know that um, it used to be that titanium alloys were your only option. Uh, That is certainly not the truth. Um, These days, pretty much the only implants that Dr. Nish and I put in are ceramic, Mm -hmm. uh, which are tooth colored and biologically or energetically, I should say, um, they're neutral. Imagine that, like putting something into the jawbone that has no energetic charge and then putting putting a crown on it, which has no energetic charge. Like, well, that's kind of nice, right? Because what if, and I wrote a post about this, oh, two and a half months ago, I wrote a post on Toxic Tuesday about a woman where she had already had like, Four, four or five titanium implants. Each one was a different company. So each alloy was different. They were literally building a, a battery in her head. And then like the last one went in and then, you know, her health went off a cliff. She lost her job as a surgical nurse. Like her head was constantly just all over the place. As soon as she had that last metal. What was crazy is we, we then went to take all these metals out for her. She just made it, you know, she understood by her own conclusions. I think these things are affecting my health. I want them out. As I literally plucked each one out of her mouth, like her shoulder pain went away instantly. Now I know this sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. crazy. She stopped me and said, oh my gosh, my eyes just got focused and clear. And I'm like, what? You know, both my assistant and I are looking at each other like, man, I, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You know, it's her experience and I'm not going to tell her she's lying to me. That's her experience. And uh, boy, that was, she literally like bounced out of here after five hours of surgery. Like, you know, she just come in to high five everybody, you know, it was, it was incredible. Uh, but point being like, there are biologically compatible materials for pretty much anything you do in the mouth. Now, optimally, the best dentistry is no dentistry, you know? The best dentistry is have a vaginally delivered child, if possible, breastfeed them. I was just talking with a, a, a patient today and his wife, and they're, you know, about, they have a four month old newborn. And the mom was asking questions, you know, of course, like, is it okay to do this and that and swap spit? And, you know, like, yes, you're giving that child your own immunity, right? Like, those are the bugs we want to introduce to that child. We want them to breastfeed so that their, you know, their arches grow big and wide and have spaces for all of their teeth. Like that's, that's God's creation. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Um, Go figure when that happens, not for everybody, but for most, they tend to develop well, you know? Um, Yeah. It's all just, it's all so tied together. So if we can help people develop a good gut flora, 
develop good oral health care practices, you know, eat well nutritionally. Go figure, your teeth are probably going to come in healthy straight. Um, if, and if, if listeners want to do a good, um, read a good book about all that kind of stuff, read Dr. Stephen Lynn's book, The Dental Diet. Mm. Um, he would be an awesome uh, guest for y'all to have on. Dentist in Australia, great guy. Um, that is a phenomenal book if you haven't read it. Yeah, I've never read it, but you know what? We'll make sure we link it in the notes so that people can come back and find it because I, I know that this is probably getting some wheels turning for people that are starting to maybe put some things together or see things more clearly and also realize that they have those options. I, I love that you're, you're even saying that because most people don't feel empowered or, or feel educated at all on their oral health. Like we're starting to you know, chip away at gut health, people starting to understand what leaky gut is and, you know, how autoimmunity can happen. But there's, there's zero education around understanding the true, you know, design of, you know, not only the bone structure and the way that your mouth develops from an early age, but how you maintain that in a natural way through your adulthood. You know, we're like, there, there is no education around that. And I think that it's important that we take ownership of it. And we advocate for that element and area of our health, just as we would with the rest of our body. You know, it's not, our health is not just our neck down. It's, <laughs> it's, it's everything. So I just, I think that you like just driving that home is so important. Like advocate for your oral health, ask for those options. You know, if you don't, cause I don't even know, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to think about all of these things now that I want to start looking into, but even like you said, some of those biological, um, options that, that, that are acceptable, like they, they, they will be well-received by the body more so than other options. You know, it's, it's understanding, okay, well, where, where can I find those? And if the dentist I have doesn't do them, where do I go, you know, to make sure that I do have that option? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just love that. I think that that just brings so much, it, it really brings context around all of it all together. Yeah. Part, part of my, my life's dream sequence is to like travels, you know, state to state to talk to like huge arenas of people about like, here's, you know, after 25 years of doing this stuff and seeing what works and was it, what doesn't work, here's what I've observed and share the truth as I understand it and share options so that people could be empowered to ask for something different. I mean, this is like dentists won't change on their own, right? Mm -hmm. The only way things change is when the demand from an aware public has enough of an understanding and some like support uh, from information from credible sources, which, you know, I'm going to get poo-pooed, right? By the, by the traditionalists that are like, that's baloney, right? We didn't learn that in school. I mean, there's one dental school in the country that got on my Instagram page, by the way, and started just shooting down everything. I'm like, well, you know, go ahead, because in 20 years, you'll be the ones going, huh? Yeah, I don't think I had it all figured out either. Right. Um, you know how it is like you do things enough times. I will never forget as a, as a, a sharing of truth, mm -hmm. the last root canal I performed. I mean, I were, I already energetically felt like, man this just doesn't seem like I'm doing a benefit to the patient. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had some adverse, you know, issue go on that happens. It's a risk. 
Um, and it's like, you know, this is horrible. It's a horrible experience for her. Now she's got a dead tooth that I created for, I, I, I literally did this for her. Right. Um, now she's going to keep this in her mouth and she just invested a couple thousand dollars. So I'm trying to help her under think that this is healthy when it's not, I know it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, there's no high energy to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that sometimes root canals aren't the best solution in a crappy situation, right? There are times where it's like, yep, that's, you know, given every, all the options that might be the most appropriate solution for this person. Sometimes that's true. But what I truly believe is that every person deserves to understand all of the pros and cons of all of the options. You, and when you start the whole conversation, which isn't a conversation, it's dictation, you need a root canal and a crown, Courtney. Then you're like, oh, okay, doc, I'll go and do it. Did you hear any options? No. Were you given options? No. Do you know what the pros and cons are? No. Because they just told you this is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really amazing where uh, people out there that are, feel like they're getting cornered in this day and age with any type of health issue. They feel like they get cornered and if they don't have an option or they don't have like a viable way to get out of like a situation. Um, because like, you know, when you go to any healthcare practitioner, the status quo has made people feel so weighed down in our culture today that when individuals come to you and they hear that, you know, yes, I, you know, what's the option of not getting a root canal? Are there something, you know, else that I can uh, ask this doc about and without being laughed at or being like, you know, ostracized by it? So I think that when you talk about education, doc, like I really am uh, so thankful to see your education and Dr. Stephen Lynn and the people that out there that are taking the risk of having people come after them because I've had some friends that have yeah. that do biological dentistry and some people, like you said, come after them. And I'm like, you're just trying to help people in different ways. And yeah. um, it's kudos to you. We That's why we're glad that you're on here. And we really appreciate that. Well, thank you. I, I think what has been um, the, one of the save, best saving graces for when people do naysay what we're talking about, you you won't find in my writing that I say root canals are bad. I don't say that. I don't say root canals are good. I don't say, you know, taking wisdom teeth out is right or wrong. You know, it's just like, these are just stories and these are things we've observed. This is what people shared with us. Um, These are ideas you can consider. And I think they're all worthy of consideration, you know, because when it's your health, then it really matters, you know? It's easy for healthcare professionals sitting on, a, you know, in an ivory tower, uh, who might be experiencing just great health, or maybe not such great health, but a lack of symptoms, and you know, think we know it all. And in fact, we none of us do. You know, we don't know what's the truth for somebody else. So it's it's worthy of uh, being open spirited, I would say, about it all. Yeah, I think you just kind of put it all together in that. It just in the way that you phrase that, um, and I, it, it doesn't, you know, have to be mutually exclusive. And I think that that's really the sign of a good doctor. Like that is somebody that is on your team, that's in, in your corner and not just trying to, to, to give you a protocol and say, well, this is what you're presenting with. This is what you're saddled with. Mm-hmm. This is all you have. You know, it's, it's, 
it's looking at you and saying, okay, you know, I, I want to put everything out on the table and try to understand you in the best way possible and then present some ideas that we can work on together and we'll come up with the best, you know, strategy from there. So, I mean, I think that that just speaks volumes, you know, as to the integrity that you have as, as a doctor, as a practitioner and physician in this space. And I'll be the first to say, if you go on a world tour, I'll sign up. <laughs> Chris and I will be there in the front row. So. Good. I like this. Yeah, I've not yet been to South Carolina or to uh, to Tennessee at all. So, you know, time to, time to go on tour, right? And what? Yeah, I come to the South and get your cowboy boots. And, That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. The oral health awareness tour. That's right. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I think that that could really take off. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make that a thing. So. I like to dream big. <laughs> you have to, you have to, you know what? Everybody would love that. And, and that's what people are hungry for is exactly what you're describing to us. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I love everything that you're sharing through all the different platforms, you know, for somebody that's maybe listening to this, that says, okay, I got, I've got to get in touch. This is, this is my person. I feel like I'm connecting how will they find you? What's the best way to get connected to you? Um, I know there's several different ways that you uh, have engagement with people through social channels with your Toxic Tuesdays and Wellness Wednesdays, which are incredible, so valuable for people. So that's easy access. If you're, you know, everybody's on their phone and everybody's use a lot, utilizing social media. So if you're not checking those out, make sure that, that you take advantage of that. But for even kind of a step further and getting in touch with you in, in terms of your practice, you know, what, what, what are the next steps for somebody that wants to be able to, um, engage with you in that way? Yeah. Thank you for opening that up because, um, certainly through the social media stuff, like, first of all, thank you for mentioning it at Blodgett Dental Care has, you know, been my labor of love for the past three years. I was a total Instagram naysayer. And, uh, I, I give, I give total credit to my hygienist, Mara, who was like, Dr. Blodgett, why are you not doing it? And I'm like, Oh, this stuff's crazy. You know, my girls are on it, you know, social media and lo and behold, what a blessing, right? turns out what a great way to connect, which is how we've connected. So I would encourage people to not just read to, you know, like this next week's post, go back and read old posts and what people ask and how I've answered that, uh, there aren't enough hours in the day for me to answer everything, but I try to get to as much as I can, which is a ridiculous amount. I mean, I've spent a lot of hours on that, as you can imagine. Um, if somebody is considering do, you know, taking us up on the dental tourism concept and coming to Portland, Oregon, which uh, is in fact, one of the most beautiful places you can travel to in the country. You know, we have the Cascade mountains, one hour to the East, Pacific Ocean, one hour to the West. I mean, it is a glorious, glorious place to be. Um, you know, it's a wonderful place to also get your oral health care up to snuff. Um, and through my website, uh, uh, blodgettdentalcare.com, people can go on there and they can reach out to us directly. And my team will receive their emails, respond to them personally. You can share with us your concerns, your goals. Uh, your past uh, records, whether they be three-dimensional cone beam scans, photographs, two-dimensional x-rays, whatever you have, um, you know, you work that out with the team. And we do a lot of travel dentistry um, review. Uh, you know, my 
my hygienists, my dental hygienists here aren't really what uh, you think of when you think of traditional dental hygienists, right? They do uh, a lot less cleaning teeth and a lot more helping people get healthy. <laughs> you know, whether they're doing IV vitamin C uh, drips or reviewing their cases, or I mean, these get these uh, hygienists have spent countless hours in continuing education, just like Dr. Nish and I have. I mean, we all do it together. Um, so through the website is the best way. And then just planning out, like we have enough information uh, ahead of time, then we can oftentimes pre-book time with either Dr. Nish or me and figure out how can, when you're flying out here, how do we accomplish some care? Do your new patient experience, which we specifically call it that. It's not just an exam. Like it is an experience from red light therapy to two hours with your you know, holistic health coach to all this, right? It's a totally different experience. Um, and we can also set aside time for care, whether it's surgery or restorative care or, you know, bite management or what have you. Um, everybody's situation is unique. And so much of it with the, you know, the blessing of uh, digital media and email and all this, we can figure this out ahead of time. Um, some people like to come out, uh, you know, just go through the experience first, digest what we talk about and come back later. Uh, you know, it's just, everybody's a little different. Uh, but that's the best way to connect. Uh, I have a lot of people send me DMS on Instagram. I will be honest. It has become increasingly more challenging for me to answer them all. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a wonderful, wonderful hygienist who's currently, she's been with me almost, I think a little over eight years now, maybe, uh, she's currently on maternity leave with her first baby. And uh, she was doing all that stuff for me for a while. And it's like, I'm trying to respect her privacy and time. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I need help getting back to everybody. It's tough. And I really do want to offer personalized care. But that's why I suggest like, uh, if people have specific questions about how we can help them specifically, ping us through the website um, that you're going to get amazing uh, response from my team. That's awesome. That's so I get really pumped about it. It's like, I, mean, I love what we do here. It's so it's, it's almost magical. I mean, I've had so many people, Chris and Courtney, like they come in and they're like, I have dental anxiety and I hate being at the dentist. And then two hours later, they're like, I can't believe I'm saying I'm excited for this. Journey. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's because you understand it and you have value for it. I mean, we all feel that way about the things we value, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, based on the way you described it, I was thinking, boy, those are all of my favorite things. I kind of feel like this is like a wellness re resort. Right. Like I definitely need to visit. Road trip. That's where I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Portland. Here we come. We're going, we're going on tour. Absolutely. Well, I do want to make a pitch like, um, you know, one of, as I was mentioning earlier, Dr. Nish and I've really, um, we, one of the things that is so such a big focus for us now is, um, within the whole health picture is helping people go from their state of infected and energetically imbalanced, you know, oral health state to a state of, you know, optimal health, uh, energetic balance and all that. Our ability to do that in a single trip for people now has become so great. Like we have three dimensional printing technologies. And as of this week, actually, robotic technologies. We have the first dental robot in Oregon as of this week. 
And we're able to help people get new teeth using 3D printed models, 3D printed guides and robotics. So that like in a very compressed time, what used to take months now can happen in a, you know, one week time, right? Um, it, it just takes planning and it honestly, it takes a fusion of psychology, biology, and technology. I mean, it's kind of like dawned on me one day, like those are my three ologies, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this practice does for people is we respect that individual. We get them back to a balanced state of health. And we use a ton of technology to help us do that in a succinct, a succinct pardon me, I'm not pronouncing succinct properly here, succinct time frame, um, which is awesome because, you know, time is such a valuable thing for all of us, right? So we want to respect that. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I feel like we got to just kind of take a journey with you from beginning to end, you know, how you started and really what brought you into this and, you know, just seeing patients see success in healing and what that process looks like and how it's even refined your practice and how you brought all these other elements in, you know, it, it, to me, like I, th that's how health, just the full picture should look like. It is a journey, but we need to actively learn and we need to be seeking out and asking the hard questions and advocating for our own health. And I think it's just so awesome to connect with somebody like you that is doing that in your space and you're doing it so well and you really are making an impact in people's lives and and i hope that if you've listened to this and you know it it has moved the needle for you somewhere or just brought about a question that you hadn't thought about you know share it with somebody else too because there's a good chance that maybe they haven't considered their oral health as being a missing component a missing link of of their health that just hasn't gotten the attention that it should have. Um, and it's just the one outlying piece that's really keeping you from really thriving and feeling your best. So this has been, this has been so fun. And I just, I've learned great. so much. I love your social channel is great. And I love just being able to see all the work that you're doing and that you share all those testimonials, like you share the win. So, you know, that that's, that's where people connect with, with that me yeah. too, like, oh, okay, I'm not the only person uh, yeah. that's dealing and struggling with this. So um, yeah, thank you so much. It's an thank honor, you. it's such a privilege to have some of your time and, um, and we're, you know, in your corner too. So we know the best is still to come for you and your practice you. and, and everything. But um, yeah, thank you so much for being thank a part of it. Yes. Thank Please come guys. back anytime. Seriously. I just love listening. This is the stuff I do. Check out his web page. Check out his Instagram. I mean, I'm telling you, you're going to see stories on there and you're going to see people's lives change just on that. So I scroll through and I just love to see things go from like decay and things not feeling too good to like pristine and looking how people's health change. So everybody out there, check it out. Applied to dental care. It's great. It's a great page. Thank you. The one ask I would have of your listeners, if they know anybody that they love and care about, who has teeth, please ask them to follow my page because what I want to do is have millions of people uh, who I can share this information with. And I, I, you know, I, I, I cannot do that alone. It requires the help of every human being uh, with whom I come into contact. And I try to share this story because it is, as you said, Courtney, this impacts everybody we know. Mm -hmm. And most unfortunately don't have the awareness that it is in fact tied to everything else about their health. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad, 
but you have to look. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And we, we live in a day and age where we've never had access like we have before to people, you know, I mean, it's, it, having this stuff in your back pocket is so valuable because you have the best experts in the world that are giving you access into their world and, and to their practice. You know, I mean, you obviously have to physically travel to, to be a patient, to go through, you know, some of the, just the, the protocols and processes that, that are involved. But I mean, there's no greater way to learn than just to have this have access and it's there for you. So you're at Blodgett Dental Care is, is your Instagram handle. Um, but yeah, make sure you share that. That's, I mean, it's Thank so you. phenomenal. Yeah. I, I already have my mom. I was like, mom, I found who you, <laughs> your right. Name. Right. she's had all these like people. And, sorry, mom, for calling you out, but she, I'm like, don't do that. Don't go there. <laughs> she's like, they said I needed this crown and this. And I was like, stop, <laughs> stop everything. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. people care. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. sure. Well, good. Well, this has been incredible. What a special time. Thank you guys for joining us for another oh, episode. It's just so packed with all of these nuggets and truths. I love what you said in the beginning, let your truth fly. I was like, that is, I just love that. You know, I'm just owning that right now. So, um, but thank you for, for spending this time with us, for sharing your knowledge and for making the world a healthier place. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, Dr. Blodgett. Really appreciate it. Blessings to you both. Thank you. Thank you.